The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood, and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar soccer fans. Welcome Pitchside Inside Southfield on a cool autumn evening here in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars play their second-to-last home match by hosting San Francisco in a key conference clash with the Cougars needing to win and keep winning to retain hopes of an outright conference championship and an NCAA tournament berth. I'm Greg Grubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight, joined by former Cougar Avery Walker. And, Ave, you were part of a number of conference championship teams here at BYU. You know well the feeling of heading down the stretch, few games to go, need to take care of business while you also do a little bit of scoreboard watching around the league. It's a great time of year, uh, filled with the equal parts pressure and possibility. Exactly. Late October is such an exciting time for women's soccer. Conference championships are on the horizon, and that coveted uh, postseason hope is still alive with both teams tonight. BYU three games to play and basically needing to win all three to have hopes of that NCAA tournament berth. Very simple. BYU and Santa Clara, the top two teams in the league, both atop the table at 5-1 and one in the West Coast Conference. They are the only two teams who can win outright league titles by winning out. And of course, they play each other on this field in two nights. If BYU wins tonight and Santa Clara is victorious at San Diego this evening, it's likely that Saturday's match will be for the conference title. Coming up next, my pre-match conversation with BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood as BYU women's soccer coverage continues live from Southfield on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Southfield on the BYU campus for the Cougars and Dons of USF. Both teams coming in with 10 wins on the year. BYU 10-4-1, USF 10-5-2, Cougs 5-1 in league. And atop the WCC standings, a USF 3-1-2 and, and currently solo fourth in the league standings. BYU back home for a two-game weekend home set after playing four straight away matches. And in our pre-match coaches interview brought to you by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Coach Jen Rockwood talks about coming away from those four games with nine points to stay top of the table heading down the stretch really proud it's tough especially to have three weeks in a row I don't know that that's ever happened to us and that's a lot to ask but really proud of the way they came back especially after Pepperdine that was disappointing result for us and come back and score eight goals in two games Uh, and now we were able to rest up a little bit uh, just to dress more in our attack this week and be ready for uh, San Francisco every coach would love to have as much leeway as possible heading down the stretch but the fact is you are top of the table with Santa Clara and it's kind of a slugfest to the finish here for sure and that's exactly where you want to be you want to have everything in your control at the top and and uh, we just have to make sure uh, that we take care of business because San Francisco is a very good team they've had a great season Um, they're in fourth place right now they're going for a conference championship as well there's still a possibility for them so uh, you know, and, and for postseason play, we know we have to get the automatic bid. So there's a lot on the line. Kind of feels like a, a tournament situation, a tournament feel. But you know, that's what you play for all season. USF has taken a point from Pepperdine, coming off a win over Portland, and have already got 10 wins on the year. Not too often USF gets the double digits. So mm-hmm. Coach Melinder has himself another good team. Yeah, he's done a great job. Um, he's got a young team. He's starting a bunch of freshmen, but he's got a good core of juniors. You know, they've got a uh, center forward who's uh, scored, I think, 11 goals yep. already this yep. season. They've put up a lot of goals. Uh, 
uh, number 15 on the y, uh, on the wing. Madison, She's yeah. Madison is very dangerous. Just watch uh, you know their weekend games and and I like their little holding. Uh, I mean their attacking center mid. So Liv's going to have a great matchup there. So uh, we've talked a little bit about them. Know how dangerous they are. We hope that uh, we can have the ball in our attacking half and and make them play more defense than they've had to play recently um, and keep keep their goal scores away from the goal. Jim's been around a while. You you go back a ways with him. We do. Jim and I have been doing this a long time. You know, we uh, he was at USC, and we did home and homes on many occasions. So uh, it's fun to have him in the conference. He's a pro. He's been doing it uh, as long or longer than I have. So a lot of respect for him and, and how he's got this San Francisco team ready to go. How steady and consistent do you feel that your group is right now, especially with the starting 11? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've started with the same group, um, and then we've worked in uh, some more people off the bench that have given us some really solid quality minutes you know with cam and mckaylee and ella uh, they've come in and given us some great minutes so um, i feel like we're pretty consistent i mean i don't think we were playing at our very best this last weekend on the road um, but we did score eight goals you know and and sometimes we play really well and haven't scored so we'll take the goals and the wins and uh, hopefully that momentum keeps us going and I, i know the girls are very anxious to get back on south field and, uh, and just play in our environment. McKaylee Moore has really come on. She scored three goals over the weekend. How nice to be able to go late in the season and find someone else. Yeah, it's great. You know, we weren't planning on McKaylee being a forward um, in the season. I remember we threw her in at Texas A&M and thought that she has all the qualities of someone that can give us a little bit different look. She's not as much of a runner as Elise and Sid, but she's a playmaker and she's a great target, and that's what she's done. The girl's a founder. She's a great finisher, and she's, you know, she almost had a hat trick in, yeah. in the St. Mary's game in the first half. So, you know, she's got to feel a lot of confidence right now, and we know when she goes on the field, some great things can happen. And I'm sure that you felt coming into the season, Elise Flake could be a go to for you up mm-hmm. top, and that's exactly what she's turned into 10 goals yeah, in the year. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, doing great you know at the beginning of the year I think just the the pressure that she puts on herself and and feels that you know she wants to do it and and be that goal scorer and she's just really settled into it she's making things look easy now the goals couple of the goals that she has scored uh even this last weekend the one in uh, Pacific where she went right off the kickoff and put it away in like six seconds and then also her goal uh, in St. Mary's she's just making it look really easy so she's finding good spots Uh, she recognizes what her strengths are and um, we're trying to look for as much as we can. Now one takes more shots than the other uh, between Michaela Coulihan and Olivia Wade but both Mm -hmm. occupy really important roles up that spine for you and both are playing so well right now. Yeah it's huge. Kayla's just been so consistent. She's She's so good. We got to keep her closer. We got to keep her up the field a little bit more. Uh, and and lives, you know, just a freshman, but she's been so solid for us. But one thing we'll do uh, against San Francisco is try and find those two the ball more. Uh, keep our withdrawn forwards a little bit wider so that we can try and spread them out. But you know, Kayla hasn't maybe scored as many as she would have liked, but she's just Super dangerous. Involved. She's involved yeah. in everything we do. I yeah. mean, our goal is to find Kayla. I mean, that's what we do. We're at our very best. When we can find Kayla in the attacking third, facing forward and going out of back line, she's hard to stop. It's going to be hard to lose Liv after this year. It is going to be very hard <laughs> to lose Olivia, but we're very excited for her, and she'll just miss one season. And she'll be, she'll be, I'm sure, more mature. She'll come back and, and be able to add so much more, and uh, I know she'll be ready after being uh, gone on her mission. Jen, good luck against USF, and we'll talk to you after the match. Awesome. Thanks, Craig. That is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Coming up next, our pre-match coverage continues as we count you down to BYU and USF on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Hello once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back. Pitch side here at Southfield in Provo, Utah, as tonight BYU hosts San Francisco, a team that has taken the two of the last three meetings with BYU after the Cougs won the first five games in this all-time series. So both USF wins came on the Don's home pitch on the hilltop. Last time they met here at Southfield, a couple of years ago, BYU earned a 4-0 victory. Greg Grubel, Avery Walker with you, and you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Great to have you. We're on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, coast-to-coast on satellite on 107.9 FM along the Wasatch Front, in addition to 89.1 FM HD2 and ESPN 960 AM online. You can get us at BYUradio.org and BYUcougars.com as well as on the BYU Radio and BYU Cougars apps. You can also hear our play-by-play archives and highlights on BYUradio.org and the BYU Radio app or even the BYU Women's Soccer Podcast. Lots of ways to tune in. Avery, the last time the game you helped call was uh, the loss at Pepperdine. It uh, put the Cougars up against the wall, really, uh, needing to win out to keep alive their hopes of a conference crown. And, and so far, so good. Uh, wins at Pacific and St. Mary's last weekend. But this weekend, while the stakes are the same, the competition is better. Pacific and St. Mary's are a combined 1-12-1 in league, and they've won only eight games combined all year. This weekend's two opponents, USF and Santa Clara, well, they're 8-2-2 two two in league and have won 24 games overall. Additionally, USF, as we said, has won two of three against BYU, and Santa Clara's lost only one time all-time to BYU. So BYU will have to be on point to get six points over the next 48 hours. What a great challenge, though, to have these two teams coming in make you earn a league title. Absolutely. These are definitely two of the stronger teams in the conference that we uh, the Cougars get to face this weekend. And, you know, what great timing with postseason coming up and a conference title on the line to kind of come together as a team and peak right at the right time. That's what we hope. After scoring 32 goals and winning only seven games all of last season, this season's BYU squad is already at 40 goals and 10 wins. In Jen Rockwood's 24 seasons, it is her 22nd double-digit win tally, and we've seen this team grow in confidence in adapting to a new formation as they played this season. Watching it all unfold on the back line has been junior center back Alyssa Jefferson, who in our pre-match interview talks about the progress this team has made in ascending to the top of the table in the WCC. We've grown a lot in different ways. Um, I mean, obviously attacking, we've scored 40 goals on the season, which is huge. So it's nice being able to put the ball in the back of the net, relying on our forwards to get stuff done. That's been huge for us. I think with this new formation, we've grown a lot. We're kind of figuring out how to read each other. And so, yeah, we've grown a lot. We've... uh, done a lot made a lot of big, not really big changes we kind of just been cleaning stuff up we made all of our big changes early on so mm-hmm. it's been kind of nice just brushing up on what we know and sometimes forget and just like cleaning up you just got through a four match away stretch you won three of the four now you're home for a couple it is tough to go on the road but and it's always nice to be back at south but i don't know i thought we did well and it's kind of nice when you go on the road so many times in a row you kind of grow to get used to that we're almost like it's weird to be on south now because mm-hmm. we've been gone for so long and so we kind of struggled a little bit with Pepperdine, but we found ourselves again once we went back to California for the um, Pacific and St. Mary's games. Can can road swings like that uh, bring a team closer together? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we do so much together, especially the longer ones. We just got back from the four-day one, and so we have that day in between where we're just kind of hanging out. I don't know. You can't really do much. You're resting and recovering. So, yeah, we definitely do. Like Groups will get together, and a lot of times we like to watch the volleyball games if they're on BYU TV, and someone will put them on with the HDMI cord in their room, and we all gather in a room, and team dinners and stuff it definitely builds chemistry for sure since the Pepperdine loss every game has essentially been a must win is that the mentality with which you've approached it yeah I feel like though every game is a must win so no matter if we were the top of the conference undefeated we didn't have to win any more games I feel like you go out with a mentality you want to win every game so it is more of a must win for us to win conference but we treat every game like that then 
will come out and compete no matter what. There are only two teams in the league who know that if they win out, they'll be outright conference champions. That's you and Santa Clara. You play Santa Clara Saturday. A lot of people are looking to Saturday as mm-hmm. kind of the match of the year, but then there's that matter of San Francisco. And right. so all the focus has to be on the Dons. You can't be sneaking a peek at Saturday. I know Santa Clara is a big game, but I've been itching to come back and beat San Francisco since last year because I thought we outplayed them. And it was, we were at a weird place when we played them last year at their field. We had showed up to the game late. It just rained. Their field isn't my favorite. You know, it's turf, and it's kind of weird. And it was slippery, and we got a PK early on and missed that, and then they scored this crazy goal. And I don't know. I thought we outplayed them, but it just didn't feel like it. And it was the end. Our seniors were leaving, and we kind of left them on that note. And so I've been excited to play San Francisco. I've been looking forward to this game. I know Santa Clara is a big one, but I've been, I'm ready to beat San Francisco. And USF has beaten BYU two of the last three, so a lot of the players on that team feel like they've had success against you, so they're feeling confident too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're always a good rival, and I feel like they get overlooked. And so sometimes we slip up, but we're not going to let that happen this year. Two games here at Southfield. The last one on Saturday will be BYU's senior night. And again, not to peek ahead to the weekend, but relative to Maddie as the lone senior, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts as she gets ready mm-hmm. to play her last weekend here at Southfield? Um, we want to send her off the best way we can. Sid has had a lot of roles um, with our team as she's coming as a freshman. It's kind of changed like drastically, especially this year where she's our go-to forward. And so we definitely want to send her off on a good note. She's been, for me personally, I want to send her off because she's been that cheerleader for me where... Whenever I need her, you know, she's always like, hey, Liz, it's okay. Just clear your head, like, do this, and you know what to do. You know what needs done. Just keep it simple. You know, she's always been that person that reminds me that I am good and I can't, I'm meant to be here and stuff, and so I definitely want to pay her her respects in that she's always been there for me, so we want to make sure we send her off in the best way we can. That said, you've also got a team, most of which is back next year, and so as you play this season, you're also knowing that this is the group you're going to be with for another season, which has to be encouraging, too. Oh, it's very exciting. I'm You can't look forward to the next year too early, but it is exciting knowing that we can just build on what we've already created. And it's going to be hard to lose Sid, but, I mean, we have Cam that can come right in and fill those shoes. She's super dangerous. We have all these freshmen coming in that I don't know super well, but I know they're dangerous. And, I mean, with really kind of one spot to fill. And we have Liv going on her mission, but also we have people that can be dangerous there that have shown that they can do, you know, similar things. And so I think it's really exciting just knowing it's only up from here. We can just build and build. But first things first, and that is San Francisco. Best of luck against the Dons. Thank you, Alyssa. Thanks, Greg. All right, that is BYU Junior center back Alyssa Jefferson. We'll have more of Cougar Pre-Match Live right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Southfield in Provo, where tonight the Cougars take on the Dons of San Francisco. USF coming in on a five-match unbeaten streak with three wins and a pair of draws. BYU has won six of its last seven, so a couple of teams in uh, good form going head-to-head here tonight. The head coach of the Dons is Jim Millinder, former Pac-12 Coach of the Year at USC, now in his seventh season on the hilltop at USF. He's led this year's Dons squad to double-digit victories. It's only the ninth time in USF history that the team has reached ten wins. First time since uh, 2015, a short time ago here at Southfield. I spoke with Coach Millinder about uh, high stakes on the line for both teams here tonight as the Dons' slim league title hopes ride on three points in Provo. Yeah, I think we're playing a lot better than our results. The thing that's getting us is we have a we have a really young team, and we really struggle in you know in the big five moments. So like the first five minutes of the game, and then the la- uh, first five minutes, the last five minutes, and then the the last five minutes of halftime, right before halftime, like that's when we're usually giving up goals. So, 
the first couple of games in league, you guys start with a, a draw and then a big win over Pepperdine. Um, does that show the true potential of this team? Yeah, I think we I think we have the capability to beat anyone in our conference. We also, you know, can lose to anyone in our conference, and that's kind of I think what comes with a young team right now. And the trick for us today is going to be, you know, how far into the first half can we get, you know, while making it competitive? Because I think every all right, apologies. Uh, that interview was from a coach we talked with uh, last week at St. Mary's. That was Coach Travis Clark. We'll come back after this break and hear from Jim Millender next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Southfield for BYU and USF. Just moments away. First up, the answer in tonight's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here's tonight's rules question. Under which conditions are a second assist awarded on a goal scored? And here is the answer to that particular question. If a scoring play consists of two consecutive passes without a defender gaining control of the ball, two assists may be awarded, provided the second player does not have to elude a defender to make that final pass. Both passes must have a direct influence on the outcome of a goal scored. If the second player needs to elude a defender before passing to the goal scorer, credit only that assist. There's your assist rule for you. And that's Laws of the Game, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 